Welcome back to the Desert Springs Church Podcast. It exists to supplement the ministry and growth of the body here at Desert Springs. My name is Chase, and I am joined as always by Drew Hodge. And today we have welcomed back our missions minister, Josiah Bellflower. Welcome, Josiah. Hey, glad to be here. Glad you're here in the studio. This is my live. second time. Yeah, it is. Only second? Second time. Yeah. Well, Sorry. we only bring you it's in for the really... It's been a while, really... so I must have done a really bad... You're the, you're it the, must have been rough last you're our, time. You're our ace in the hole. It is. We <laughs> bring you in just for, for the big big stuff. The specific, really important yeah. stuff, which this yeah. this is, which is the topic of evangelism. So last week, we talked about testimony, sharing your testimony as a tool in evangelism, and we thought, let's just dive into what it means not only to share your testimony, but to share the gospel, to share the gospel with somebody um, in, in a way that hopefully they would be saved. So, um, Josiah, glad that we have you here as our resident expert on evangelism, <laughs> yeah. being the mission's <laughs> evangelist. Uh, that's right. You are, you have the gift of evangelism, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah prerequisite for the, the job requirement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> obviously, uh, well, I think you might. I think, you know, um, you've certainly had a lot of experience, but uh, as we will address today, you don't have to have the gift of evangelism to do evangelism. Yeah, we're all agents of reconciliation. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's start with just some definitions. We're using the word evangelism. What is evangelism? So evangelism is sharing the good news that, that Jesus Christ died the death we all deserve and that that, that gift can be received through faith. It's that good mm-hmm. news sharing. Um, I like the, um, the, the God, man, Christ response mm-hmm. breakdown where we're sharing that God uh, created this world, he's sovereign over this world, and he made the world good. But man sinned, and we see the effects everywhere, and we all sin. We have all broken God's law. And so we're condemned before God, but God is a loving God and a mm-hmm. gracious God. So he sent his only begotten son, Christ, and Christ lived a perfect life, the life we all should live, but don't. And he died the death that we all deserve so that we could all have life if we respond that response, which mm-hmm. is putting our faith in Christ alone. Yeah, that's really good. I think about what it isn't uh, when we're coming up with a definition. It's helpful for me to just think what evangelism isn't. And um, and one category would be just the be present, uh, love loving your neighbor, um, the whole mm. like preach the gospel and if necessary, use words. Yeah, right. That whole false uh, idea of of evangelism and, yeah. and gospel proclamation. Um, basically, just just be nice to people. Yeah, do good works. Be around people. Be loving. And that's that's yeah. not evangelism. No. Yeah, yeah. evangelism no. includes the message of the gospel that you just laid out, mm-hmm. Josiah, and a a plea for for one to respond to it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think you know the the reason that words are always necessary, right, is because to share the gospel, the the evangel, the good news. Mm-hmm. Um, is is sharing a message by which someone can be saved. Yeah, nobody can be saved by just hey, he's a really good coworker. Yeah. you know, I remember hearing a story about a guy that that had that approach, and he worked in an office for like years, um, and was just trying to be like the nicest, kindest, most generous person. And and finally, somebody sat down and said, "Hey, look, I've been watching you. I know that you're a really good person, so I just have to ask: Are you a vegetarian?" Oh, and mm-hmm. because there's not the knowledge, the information that's necessary to connect 
the dots. Why is this yeah. person so kind and generous and mm-hmm. um, and weird and weird, right? And yeah, <laughs> um, so so yeah, so the the gospel doing evangelism is communicating the gospel. Um, Max Stiles he has a great definition of it that I really like in his little book uh, Evangelism in the Nine Mark series. He says that evangelism is teaching the gospel with the aim to persuade. Mm, love it. And I think yeah. that that's, you know, there's, and we can get more into why that's a helpful definition, but I think that's how you start. It's teaching the gospel with the aim of persuading somebody to believe it. Yep. So how do we do evangelism? How do we do evangelism? That's a, that's a great question. That's, that's uh, the yeah, question, that's, right? <laughs> that everyone very... in, in your job description, uh, Josiah, uh, deals with on a daily basis and in every church at some, at some level. Uh, every church that that is thinking and awake uh, is thinking how how do we do evangelism? And I think when so, people are trying to answer that question, yeah. a lot of times they think of certain methods, methods, spe- specific methods, programs, yeah, so structures. What, what might be some of those yeah. methods? Yeah, so that's a a big question. How do we uh, evangelize? And you know, we can. Uh, we've already kind of went over what it's not. It's not you know pulling up our, our neighbor's trash can for them. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's word-centered evangelism. Uh, so we've, you know, had in the past, we've been really good as evangelicals, probably starting in the 60s, there was, there was a lot of people going door-to-door mm-hmm. uh, doing evangelism. And some people think that's alone is what evangelism mm-hmm. is, yeah. that evangelism is going up to a stranger and, and telling them the good news. Yes. And anything less than that or anything different is an evangelism. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to say, I mean, Going to strangers is a, is a is a great thing, and if you have the time, the resources, and uh, you want to do that, I want to encourage you, and I'll help you do that. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's sharing with your family members about the hope you have in Christ. It's, it's sharing with your coworkers, and and when they ask you, you know, why don't you do these things that other people are doing, or what's different about you? Uh, you share with them the good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you getting through COVID? Like, how are you, how are you tolerating this uh, isolation that has come through COVID, or the difficulties with job and job loss and things like that, or the uh, the effects of uh, you know on the stock market or whatever, yeah. what's whatever the, else. What's yeah. the hope within the you? The reason what, for the hope yeah. within. Yeah. Yeah. From First Peter. Um, and then and then you you don't just stop there. You you move into gospel. You yep. move into the gospel truth. Um, you give a reason for the hope, yeah, which yeah. is the gospel. When I did uh, college ministry, I mean, this was basically my job was teaching students how to do evangelism. And, and so we used lots of different methods. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we found a lot of benefit in kind of a, what, what I think a lot of people would refer to as like contact evangelism. So you're just going up to a stranger mm-hmm. with the express purpose of, I don't know you, but I'm going to tell you about yeah. Jesus. We did beach witnessing. Yeah, we did in that. Florida. Uh-huh. That's the that. best. Oh, yeah. Work on your tan. <laughs> Go up to strangers and talk about Jesus. Yeah. Play volleyball. Yeah, that's right. Play, play volleyball. volleyball. Yeah. yeah. Drink a Capri Sun. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we found some benefit in that almost as like training wheels, you know, that this mm. is, we wouldn't say like, this is the only method to do evangelism, but we find this helpful for somebody that's never done it before, especially if you compare them up with somebody that has done it before, that they can just kind of, it's like T-ball. We, we thought about like evangelism yeah. T-ball. So it's the ball is on the T, mm. but nobody grows up to play T-ball. You know, it's, it's a sort of just a, a training program. It's That's good because uh, those structures can be helpful for training. It, it's like Ephesians 4, equipping the saints mm-hmm. for the work of the ministry. That can be part of the equipping and the training to give them the confidence to then share their faith in any circumstance with family, friends, or coworkers. It would be similar to uh, any discipleship structure 
quote unquote structure that we try to play put in place in our church to help people grow in reading the Bible yep. and in praying. Mm-hmm. Um, we wouldn't say that those are the only places that you do those spiritual disciplines right. of prayer and or that's Bible the reading. only way that you or that's do the only that. way yeah. that you can yeah. do it. Those are just those are those are some of the ways, some of the methods that we can use. So, yeah, because I, I grew up. Uh, we were talking about it earlier. I grew up uh, doing EE, which was Evangelism Explosion. Uh, you said it came about that in the 60s. Dangerous. Yeah. It was really. It, it is dangerous. <laughs> it felt dangerous because I was uh, I was like early teens when I would go with my dad, who was a pastor at the church, and I would I would kind of shadow him, and we would just go knock on strangers' doors, and it was terrifying, and just start asking them. If they were to die today and you were to stand before God and he was to ask you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? And then just look on people's faces to hear answers. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a shock to the system, but, but it, gave me, it gave me some, some helpful tools on just how to, how to talk to strangers about the gospel, yeah, and how, and, about Jesus. And one of my, I have a really good friend back in Texas who was saved through evangelism explosion he and his wife go. and yeah. then and he's a committed evangelist now you know same yeah. same thing god can use even maybe less than ideal methods that's right uh, yeah. as long as the is the gospel message yep. is clear god can use those imperfect means so um yeah, yeah so we just have to be careful yeah and can i add a simple one for you know if if someone's out there and they're um worried about sharing the gospel what you know um, nervous about it for the first time um, you can do it with a friend. You can go alongside someone that's sharing. That's yeah. a great way of doing it. You can just invite someone to church. I mean, think about the people you know that have come to Christ. How did they do it? A lot of the story is God used the the faithful preaching of His Word that's at right. a church to to save sinners. So yeah, that's a a very uh, faithful way is just inviting someone to church, and so they'll hear the gospel presented and yeah. a challenge to put their faith in Christ. Yeah, First Corinthians fourteen would assume that there are unbelievers in our midst mm-hmm. who would then say that God God is here. Um, and so we, we want that, and we want uh, there to be an evangelistic uh, aspect to our corporate gatherings. So that's in the sermon where the gospel is clear and there's an actual plea, there's persuasion going on. Mm-hmm. And then it's also in our songs. When we sing, we want, we want the gospel to be clear and evident uh, in our songs. But uh, we were talking earlier today that even the, the, the act of corporate singing is so strange that when an unbeliever is there, that that has, that has an, uh, uh, kind of a, um, just it, like an enticing appeal to right. like, what, what are these people doing? What are right. they, why do they stand together and sing about this stuff? Right. Um, so it, so it kind of draws them in to then hopefully closely pay attention to the message. Yeah. You know, and I think, I th- I understand why people would say this, but a lot of times it was kind of cool to say, don't, invite your friend to church to hear the gospel. You need to tell them the gospel. Mm, and, yeah. you know, I can I can see the benefits in that, but it's okay to invite them to church to hear the gospel. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. We, we yeah. hope that they're hearing the gospel, um, and and that might be the, the best way to do that. You know, you always hear those statistics about how many people would come to church if somebody would just invite them, yeah. you know. And uh, I know everybody that preaches here at Desert Springs, we are trying to make sure that we're preaching the gospel clearly. And, and that's a good thing, too, is... Um, as people are listening to this, members of our church, there's a reason that we share the gospel, and there's even the reason that we do the kind of the call at the end of church every Sunday mm-hmm. is not just Lord willing that somebody there would would hear it, but it's also so that that our members can hear what a gospel 
appeal sounds like. That's right. It's a model. Yeah, it's a model so that, okay, this is how Ryan shared the gospel and invited somebody to believe in that. And now when I'm talking to my coworker, I can kind of just say the same thing that Ryan said. You know, I've already got that language built in. So don't zone out. Right. So don't let that become white noise. If you're a Christian, it's the end of the service, you're standing, you're waiting for the benediction, and you're just kind of like, oh, I got to get to lunch. Uh, You're looking at your clock and just waiting for Ryan to to shut things down. Actually, that's for you too. Yeah. That's for you to listen, to get those those tools, those those verbal tools uh, for your tool belt for when you go to work on Monday. Yeah. And and so, you know, to go back to that question, how do we do evangelism? I think whether you're using some kind of method or this has kind of come up organically, relationally um, with somebody that you know. A culture. It, yeah. Whether it's a culture of evangelism or structures and programs. Yep. Whatever it is, when you're actually at that point where you're saying, okay, I am as an ambassador of Christ sharing the gospel right now, this is what is going to happen. And this is the acronym that we would use with our students is SALTY. S-A-L-T-Y. You want to be salty. So you can well, remember if you spelled it with a P, then it would be like the Bible the singing guy. <laughs> yes. The psalm singing salty. Bible we can, guy. Okay, we can do Chase that. Is too young we can that. do salty, and the first P is pray. There you go. There you go. So wow. pray, pray for this. You heard it, you heard it live. That's right. Folks. We just did it. Salty. Uh, pray for this opportunity. Pray for um, yeah. this unbeliever. But then um, S, start a conversation. That's it. You just yeah. get into the conversation, be a normal person, a normal human being. Um <laughs> But that starting of the conversation, you should be trying at some point to kind of turn that to spiritual stuff. Yeah. So that's where going into somebody's house and asking them what's going to happen when they die, that's helpful because you're just right off the bat. You are in that conversation, yeah. you know. Um, but other times you maybe have to get there a different way. Mm-hmm. But 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 get there and then a ask lots of questions. Yeah. Okay, that's how you got to start. Don't just start with spitting out the the gospel yeah. that you've. Rehearse God, you know, don't just say God, man, Christ response. <laughs> Ask questions, right? Mm-hmm. Try to get to know this person. And then L is listen, mm-hmm. really listen to them, listen to what gets them going, listen to what their needs are, listen to what their longings are. And after you've asked a lot of questions and you've listened for a long time, then T is tell them the gospel. Yeah. And that assumes that you know what the gospel is. So yeah. again, um, you got to be familiar with that. So tell them the gospel. I would say tell them the gospel in a way that connects to those questions that you were asking them and what you heard. You know, so try to speak it to them. And then why is yes or no? Ask them for a response. Mm. I think if you can do that when you're sharing the gospel, that is the most helpful thing. You know, it's like uh, if I wanted to, when when I was a single man, if I wanted to ask a girl out, I wouldn't go up and say, hey, you know, I think you're really cute and I think we have a lot in common and um, you know, I think I'm, we'd make a good couple. Yeah, and and you just kind of keep on stating these facts. At a certain point, you just say, "Do you want to get coffee?" Check with yes me? or no, and then you shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you wait for the answer. Yeah, and that's sometimes the scariest part of evangelism. But mm-hmm. that is some people need that opportunity to respond. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. good. Yeah, we. I used to do Romans Road, and I was sharing earlier how I would go up uh, my neighborhood doing Romans Road with my neighbors. And looking back, the reason it was so awkward is because it was a monologue, basically. It was you talking. Yeah, it was just me talking. I didn't hardly ask him any questions or, you know, um, get get to know them at all. So at some point it was dehumanizing. And I think that was some of the pushback to the evangelism explosion of the 60s was uh, it was more, it could feel like we were, you know, just trying to get a notch on the belt or, or you know, some mm-hmm. trophy of getting a convert. 
But I think the other end is we've kind of pushed back. We said, no, we're about friendship evangelism. And some people have used that as a crutch to basically mean no evangelism. So never right. share, they're always being friends and never yeah, sharing yeah. the gospel. Yeah. So we need to be able to push against both sides and say, you know, uh, we're going to share broadly. I, we can call it broad seed sowing. You know, mm-hmm. that's what some people call it. Uh, we can do that. We can share with the person at the doctor's office just sitting there. But we can. We, we're also treating them like a friend, and we're loving them, and mm-hmm. we're listening to them, and uh, we're hearing their concerns and being able to then respond with scripture. Yeah, yeah, and seeing it as a spiritual discipline will help you uh, to to learn to grow in it, uh, just like we do with prayer and Bible reading and, and other things. Um, that that we're not all going to be as skilled or as flexible in every situation as the next person in sharing our faith. So so grow in it, learn and uh, listen. I love that aspect of not just having this template that's one size fits all, mm-hmm. and then you just go in with your with your data points, mm-hmm. um, no matter what person you're talking to that's on the other side of the conversation. So so listen, learn learn and love the person that you're talking to, uh, the image bearer that you're talking to. And uh, and then then yeah, have the tools, have the Romans road, have mm-hmm. those tools that get you to the gospel. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a, a really good article by Don Carson um, that I'm going to blank on the name, but it's something about motivations to appeal to when preaching the gospel to your listeners, something like that. So Google that. And that sounds like a Don Carson yeah, right. title. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a subtitle, and you know, <laughs> um, but but that just kind of lists out. I think it's six or seven different deep longings that people have. Yeah that the gospel provides yeah. solace and answer to, um, such as fear of death, yeah. what's going to happen when you die, but also shame, uh, shame, grief, physical needs, different things. And so you kind of, those, I have benefited a lot from that article. I've read it several times because when I'm listening to people, I'm kind of listening for which one of those motivations do I want to kind of lead with when I'm sharing the gospel. But all yeah, of this stuff... This is just stuff that you figure out, right? That's yeah. why that's why you do T-ball is you got to figure out how to swing the bat and you're going to get better and better and eventually yeah. you don't. Yeah. You, then you move to coach pitch and then you can hit a 90 mile per hour fastball. Nobody starts off with yep. these skills in place. So you just have to you have to build up to it. Yeah. I mean even gospel singing, you know, Drew, I'm sure, you know, you don't distract us at all when you're leading us in worship, you know, and I'm I'm sure when you first started out, you were probably somewhat distracting, you know, making mistakes along the For way. For sure. Yeah, I still remember uh, one of my first times leading in the youth when I was 13, uh, my guitar strap broke and my guitar just clanged to the ground in the middle of a song, like so loud. It's yeah. just like, yeah. oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, I learned I learned how to handle my instrument a little bit better <laughs> yep. so, so to not be a distraction. You know, and to connect that back to evangelism, um, you can't fail in evangelism. Mm. And I think we need to remember that too, especially this is where our theology is such a, an aid to our doing evangelism. Yeah, that's right. We don't save anybody. That's why I like Max Stiles' definition. Your aim is to share the gospel persuasively, but you know it's not you that persuades. Yeah. You know it's not you that saves somebody. So if you go yeah. and you share the gospel and somebody rejects it, mm-hmm. they're not rejecting you. You didn't do, could, yeah. there, could you have done things better? Sure. But it's not your fault, right? Yeah. We believe that God is the one that gives people ears to hear or not. Yeah. And so our job is just to go out and say it. Yeah. And that is so freeing to me. You, yeah. you can't screw anybody up. Nobody's going to go to hell because you shared the gospel poorly. Because you got the yeah. detail wrong or something. Yeah. yeah. And and that is so freeing. So I think that speaks to one of the the questions that we wanted to ask. What are reasons that people don't share the gospel? Yeah. For, for me, it'd be fear of man. So some form of fear of man. 
So um, my my pride to uh, to have them think of me a certain way and have a perception of me um, that's not a weird Christian, mm-hmm. that's not a weirdo Jesus freak, mm-hmm. um, that just wants to talk about Jesus all the time. Um, so so I think that that's a big one for me, um, but uh, and I think for others as well. Just a, a fear of man that can manifest itself in various ways. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Reasons people don't share the gospel? Yeah, so um, that's a that's probably number one is fear of man, I'd say, and then um, a fear of being asked a question that a person's not prepared for. They don't have know? the answers. Yeah. I almost wonder if it's really not helpful to see the evangelists that always have a zinger ready. Yeah, you know, I watch I think the guys on YouTube. The Ray Comfort, so good. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and we just don't have that skill. I don't have that skill. No. Uh, actually, anytime I do that, I always end up feeling guilty afterwards, mm-hmm. like I've made them look foolish or something like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it would be better if those evangelists were teaching uh, uh, people to say, why don't we sit down and study the Bible together? Let's do one-on-one Bible reading. That's the best answer. If somebody asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, say, I don't know. And I would I'm love to, f- find out. Try to find out. Yeah, and mm-hmm. let's get coffee next week. Because yeah. then you just learned something, and you got yourself into a coffee date with an unbeliever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a win. Start reading the Book of Mark together. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's it's good to remember that you're not going into a debate. Right. No. So this isn't like when Jehovah's Witnesses show up at your door, and you you feel like you've got to debate the facts because they've got their script, and you've got to somehow refute it. Um, yeah. This is this is this is going into uh, to teach someone truth and to appeal. Yeah. And to ask for a response. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the other big reasons that we don't share the gospel is we don't know any non-believers, mm-hmm. you know, that's, we're not, yeah. that's big. That's we're not big. around them. And, and that can be really easy. It can be, especially for us. I know we feel that we work at a church. Everybody that I work with, I think is a believer. Maybe. Um, yeah. Question, question in this yeah, room, yeah. but, we hope. uh, you know, that we can so isolate yeah. ourselves from those people that need to hear the gospel yeah. that we just don't have the chance. Yeah. So I think yeah. we should pray for opportunities, pray for those relationships, and seek them out. And seek them and out. And you yeah. have to seek them out. Yeah. So we have we have neighbors, um, and and for me, yeah. When I go to the gym, that's 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 part of what I want to do and, and get better at is is uh, is get to the gospel with with some of my uh, people I come in contact with at the gym. Um, but then even families that put their kids in a private Christian school or something, uh, don't assume. That right. everybody around you knows the gospel, just like we wouldn't on a Sunday morning right. assume that everyone in the room uh, believes yeah. the gospel. Yeah. Um, so that kind of goes back to our last episode. Ask somebody their testimony, yeah. get to know somebody, mm-hmm. uh, listen to them, ask a lot of questions, and you might find out that yeah, they send they send their kids to Oak Grove just because it's a good school. Yeah, and and they may not they may not be a believer. Yeah, you know, and, and even on Sunday, I'm glad you said that. You know, it it can be so sweet on Sunday morning to see these brothers and sisters, people in your community group that you haven't seen for a whole week. And just as soon as Ryan says you're dismissed, you, you talk to them. And, and there's a good thing about that. But maybe be looking around and mm-hmm. say, yeah. you know, I haven't seen this person before. And and maybe they've been attending for a long time and you just haven't met them before. But, but just, you know, maybe it's somebody that really wants to hear the gospel and that's why they came to church on Sunday. And you are the one there that's going to get to kind that's, of... That's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. 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 You so, see somebody you don't know on Sunday, yeah, that, to take that as the Lord putting that initiative yeah, on just you. Just go to, introduce yourself go and, talk to and ask them 
who they are, where they're from. If they have um, any questions about the sermon. Yeah, all of that. And, you know, that's how we make a culture of evangelism in our church. So yeah. um, other next steps, guys, as people are listening and, and they're saying, okay, I want, I want to do this. Where do we start? Yeah, so I'd, I'd say rehearse the gospel and gospel mm. sharing and, you know. I was going to say, you ran through that God-man-Christ response thing in less than a minute. Yeah. So you had it so well yeah. that you could rattle it off like that. And yeah, so one of the things they did when we were doing uh, missions training was they had us go to, I forget how many people, but you had to go and you had to share the gospel with them. Mm. And then they signed off and, you know, and, and that can feel very arbitrary, which it is, but it's a great practice. It's yeah. a great discipleship training, yeah. training where you're, you're just practicing having that conversation. It's like, you know, some, there are so many engineers at our church and I'll ask them their job and you can tell who hasn't told like a dumb person like me what they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, they're just, you know, bending over backwards trying to explain it because they haven't yeah. ever explained it to mm-hmm. a person like me before. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Yeah. So we have to practice. We can do that in our community groups when we're bring, we're just simply bringing out the gospel in the passage we're studying, and and you know Galatians, we have it everywhere yeah, right yeah. in our face. Yeah, we can do that with our families too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I ask my kids, "What is the gospel?" Yep. Mm-hmm. Often, mm-hmm. if I take a kid to the store, I ask, "What is the gospel?" And they might get just this much, like an inch mm-hmm. worth of it, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's good." And this, and, you know, and they. So we're just trying to develop that culture even in our family. Yeah, yeah. And I think there are lots of good resources that there you are. can turn to. Um, we've mentioned Max Stiles' book, Evangelism. That would be a great place to start. Um, what would be some that you recommend? Yeah, I also like Honest Evangelism by Tico, uh, Rico Tice. I wanted to say Tico Rice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> and uh, Evangelism as Exiles by Elliot Clark. Mm, yeah. Mm. yeah. I've, I've, heard, I've heard that one's really good. Yeah, that one is really yeah. good because uh, he he's – a missionary in a Muslim context and a closed context. Mm-hmm. And so the the challenges of sharing the gospel in a place that are that are so cold to mm-hmm. Christianity. Uh, and then he just connects all of that to America. And that wow. that's kind of the way that we're going. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that can be that can be a really yeah. useful resource. But you know, there's there's other good books. I would one that I um like, I can't remember who the author is, but it's called Ten Questions Christians Hope No One Will Ask. Mm-hmm. And it's just straight answers on some of those things that we tend to get stumped by, you know, what about homosexuality? What about science? What about, you know, isn't the Bible unreliable? Um, you know, yeah. things, so you can get into apologetics, you can do some of these other things, but I would say you don't really learn how to do evangelism by reading books, Yeah. yeah. but go back to what you said. You learn to do evangelism by doing evangelism. I was going to yeah. say, uh, one, of, one of the best resources I think we have is the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so look look around the church and find find somebody who is doing evangelism Yeah. and then come alongside them. Yep. Ask yeah. them, yep. follow them, go with them. You you did that today, Chase, at a, at a lunch right. with an unbeliever, yeah. and you had you had a brother come along with you, and he was able to listen and learn and participate. Oh yeah, and that that's that's how we do this yeah. as a church. Yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, if if you would like to get um, more involved in doing evangelism, find some places where you can do that. Josiah, they can email you. Yeah, um, cool. missions at dscabq.com. That and, should get to me, and that'll get to you. And um, and if you know, and you can help them kind of just figure out where they can even get started. Yeah, or yeah, and talk about a community group. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, practice sharing the gospel in community group. If you're a community group leader, have someone pra- you know just share the gospel every every week. You That's know, it's great. great practice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that this has encouraged you. It's encouraged me. Yep. I want to go out and. Tell yeah. some people about Jesus. Thanks, Josiah. Yeah, yeah. it's good to have Thanks you here. Me. If you've got questions for us, you can email us. 
info at dscabq.com. Lord willing, we'll have another episode for you next week. But until then, on behalf of Drew and Josiah, I'm Chase Jacobs. Let's keep spreading God's glory broader and deeper. Chaz Jacobs. Chaz. All right. Get get to your three. Bing, bing, boom. That's how you podcast. Oh, I love that. Oh, I gotta go now. I'm gonna go share the gospel with someone. There's an unbeliever. See you guys. All right. See you, brother. Josiah, thanks for coming in.